0: The heroes of faith are not spectators watching us from heaven. Rather, their lives are witnesses to us having successfully overcome. The Christian life is often likened to a race. We are to lay aside everything that hinders our progress, particularly every form of sin. Now, Paul says, You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs. One wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. That's 1 Corinthians 9. 24. The Message. Welcome to Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. Here at Fill the Lamp, we exist to encourage and help all the listeners to follow Jesus Christ and understand why we are here on planet Earth. We are in the book of Hebrews, and the writer is very passionate with his explanations of faith, by way of endurance, even though there are many hurdles and potholes that get in the way as we pursue God's will for our moment here on earth. Coming out of chapter 11, last time, where it all boils down to the understanding, without faith, It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. The Bible is a brutally honest book. It contains stories of liars, murderers, and adulterers, and these are the good guys. If we read the Bible looking only for positive role models— will be quickly disappointed. But if we are honest with ourselves and confess our own faults, we will find in Scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, that we have much in common with many broken saints of the past. But we must not stay broken. We must follow their path to transformation through repentance and faith. Repentance means a change of heart, a change of mind, and ultimately a change of how we live. God's grace comes to us and enables us to turn away from sin and turn back to him. Now, in chapter 12— The writer in verses 1 and 2 is describing our faith in Christ as a race to be run. He says in uh, verse 1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow, here the writer is telling us that we, the bride of Christ, are part of a group, the body of Christ, or as he puts it, so great a cloud of witnesses. But that last verse of chapter eleven sets the stage. In verse 40, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Folks, so here it is, as to acknowledge those people of faith in the Old Testament went through sufferings after sufferings. We too will run that same race of faith for Christ, and it doesn't stop beginning in the past or continuing throughout generations in the future. Christians have a race to run, a race of service and a race of sufferings, a course of active and passive obedience. This race for Christians is set before them. It is marked out unto them, both by the word of God and the examples of the faithful servants of God, that cloud of witnesses with which they are reduplicated with. It is set out by proper limits and directions. The mark they run to and the prize they run for are set before them and us this race must be run with patience and perseverance. There will be a need of patience to encounter the difficulties that lie in our way of perseverance, to resist all temptations, to desist or turn aside. Faith and patience are the conquering graces, and therefore must be always cultivated and kept in lively exercise. Folks, Christians have a greater example to live and encourage all witnesses in their Christian course than any or all who have been mentioned before, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's Hebrews 12, The runner must not look to other contestants, but must ever keep his or her eyes fixed on Jesus. You see, my listeners, our beloved Jesus is wanting each one of his believers, his bride-to-be, focused exclusively upon him, as he is everything we need as his wife to be for eternity. Let me read how Solomon puts it in his Song of Songs, chapter 6, verse 5. It says, Turn your eyes, God speaking, turn your eyes from me, because they overpower me as always. Your hair moves as gracefully as a flock of goats leaping down the slopes of Mount Gilead. Look how the message shares it. Dear, dear friend and lover, God speaking to his bride now, you're as beautiful as Terraza, city of delights, lovely as Jerusalem city of dreams, the ravishing visions of my ecstasy. Your beauty, get this, your beauty is too much for me. I'm in over my head, God saying. I'm not used to this. I can't take it in. Your hair flows and shimmers like a flock of goats in the distance, streaming down a hillside in the sunshine. Your smile is generous and full, expressive and strong and clean. Your veiled cheeks are soft and radiant. My listeners, we must have endurance to the end. You see, when the believing bride of Christ stays focused upon her groom, that's what gives her beloved's heart joy and blesses his heart, and confirms to him, get this, that Calvary was worth it, when she stays focused upon him. My friends, the Lord tells us in Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Again in Isaiah fifty-eight eleven, the Bible says, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. My listeners, we have to stay focused on Him. If He is to guide us with His eye, we have to look directly at Him. Otherwise, the shadows will get into the way. I say, let's pray. Father God in heaven, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we lift you up right now. You are the only thing that matters. Lord Jesus, as the Bride, we come humbly before You. We come wanting more of You. We come running after You, Lord. We come thanking You for the life that we do not deserve. But You loved us so much that You came for us, individually, in a relationship of intimacy, to be your bride for eternity. Lord, we just thank you for this. I lift up every listener today that's listening to this podcast. Father God, that they have a hunger and thirst for more of you. I pray that their appetites would be insatiable for more of you. And we pray this in your precious, precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's been good again. And I don't know about you, but I just can't get enough of this. So until next time, Maranatha, I'm Neil Parks.